Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this podcast, it's because, let's face it, you have an itch. You have a very itchy itch, a very nerdy, itchy itch that we're scratching. And we hope that we're scratching it well. We hope that we're scratching it to your lacking in the way that you like to have your itch scratched. But if we can't scratch your itch all the time and you need a second place to get your itch scratched, then let our friends over at Crypto Comics scratch your itch for you. The best little comic book store in Knoxville. They are at 3513 West Emory Road, Pal, Tennessee, 37849. You can also call them at 865-938-9528. Rocky, Tina, and the living legend himself, Loki the dog. Listen, comic books, Funko Pops, you've heard us talk about it a thousand times. Cardboard cutouts, statues, all the nerdy things. Tell them that Joe, Brando, Dr. J, and the boys at 1-900-NERDY-TALK sent you. They will scratch your itch almost as good as 1-900-NERDY-TALK can. Listen, guys, we have a great show coming up. Uh, Sit back and relax, and let's have a great show. Hey everybody, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in once again. Uh, Listen, please be sure that you are sharing these with your friends and sharing our post. We love hearing from you guys. We love uh, seeing your comments. Jump in there. If you like what we're saying, let us know. If you don't, you know what? Go ahead, let us know. We can have some fun with that. We love to learn. We love to grow. That's, uh, That's how this works. Just a reminder, next week... Season 2 launches Thursday, 6 p.m., same time, same place. Me, Dr. J, Brando, we're getting the band back together. Season 2, we are super excited for all the new things we got going on. So next Thursday, make sure you tune in and uh, tell your friends, man. We, uh, we Bring on the listeners. Uh, help us to get better, right? So this week... I was wanting to put something together, a one-on-one interview, and I had some different options. I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, ah, I, we've been wanting to do some interviews with uh, with people who maybe, maybe nerd out for things that don't necessarily have capes and tights and all the superhero stuff. Maybe not big comic books, but they nerd out over other things that uh, maybe we don't necessarily nerd out over. And we want to get that perspective, right? Well, I'm sitting at work. I'm trying to figure out, you know, what am we going to do this week? Who am I going to interview? What are we going to talk about? And I had a couple of different options. But then I look over and I see a good friend of mine that uh, I go to church with and he works with us. And he is by far the biggest Disney fan that I have ever seen. Listen, I'm an, I was born in 1989. I'm, I'm literally a 90s kid. I'm the definition of a 90s kid. And I grew up with all the Disney movies. Remember those, those Disney VHS cassette tape cases that opened up like a book that were too big to fit on the bookshelf with all their other videos yeah I I was that kid and I grew up in that era and I thought I was a pretty big Disney fan until I met this guy Uh, my boy David here massive Disney fan Uh, worked at Disney World for quite quite a while still goes there uh, four or five times a year it seems like but uh, he moved up here not uh, not too long ago he goes to church with us, and uh, he ended up coming to work with me. And so we were sitting there, and I'm like, dude, David's here. 
And David is one of my favorite people on the planet and just a genuine, 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 uh, nice dude. But he is a massive Disney fan. This guy's got some throwback T-shirts and caps and stuff from his days at Disney. Uh, even I think he was even a cast member uh, for a little bit of his, his time down there. And we can talk about that. This will be a two-part interview. Part one coming out right now. Part two will drop on Saturday. But, uh, yeah, I told him, hey, we're getting ready to take a lunch break. Let's break out these these mics that I got, plug it into the laptop. And some configuring went through because I'm not as technology savvy as uh as my counterparts but we got it working and we decided to sit down and talk some uh some disney and nerd out over some disney i hope you enjoy it sit back relax for part one of my interview with my boy david thurman Do you want to greet me warmly on the show and introduce me? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was I was going to. This is going to be like a, one of those pre-recorded things where I actually greet you and talk you up, and then I just plug this audio in. Oh, great. Okay, well. That's how that works. Let's start then. So, we are discussing people that are nerdy by things that are not superheroes. What are you, what are you laughing at? <laughs> that are you okay? Funny, yes. I'm good. Were I'm you good. thinking about more platypus facts that you were going to? People need to know they're venomous. Their, their bills their are venomous. Venomous? Yes. There's a toxin. There's like a liquid toxin that they shoot from their bills if threatened. And it could kill you? Yes. It's poisonous. Lethal. Are you sure? Positive. This is going out to over 25 people a week right now. So like if this gets in the wrong hands. You can trust me. I was homeschooled. <laughs> okay. So was I. For a little bit. Once or twice. Never have I ever stepped foot in public school. Never. Have I ever? You're kidding me. Never. Well, that might fun fact. that might explain the topic of today's episode. I, that came. That sounded. That was that's, harsh. That sounded. Yep. That, that sounded meaner than I knew. I, yeah, I was should, not. A, that was not a shot at you. We can move on from this. It just meant that you had opportunity. Okay, so uh, here's what we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna talk about things that are that people are nerdy about that are not necessarily capes and tights and all those things why'd you make a face when i said capes and tights it it's just not what i listen, expected you to say that's okay, all okay listen david you're a guest on our, on our show okay <laughs> all right you're a guest on our show and there's there's no need for judgment from you i'm not judging i just didn't think that was what you were going to say next not I'm, to mention we're recording this in our place of work at which place of business yeah at, w at which i could you know, you know. If I go down, you're all going down with me. That's all I got to say. I doubt that. All things that I've seen and heard T today. <laughs> yes, <laughs> today alone. Anyway, so sorry. listen, you're yeah. you're on the show right now because, and I'm I'm a fan. I'm a big fan of this, but I've never met anybody as big a fan of Disney as you. In fact, you have faked at least three different sicknesses this year just to be able to go to Disney World multiple times and get out of work so there's not a person i know that that is as big a fan of disney as you would you disagree with that statement with that statement um or the no i cannot disagree with that statement however so you did I fake you did can not confirm nor deny an illness that i may or may not have had to keep me from my frequent vacationing so like 
on a scale of one to ten, how big a fan of Disney do you think you are? I mean, you got any, you got any Mickey Mouse tattoos anywhere? No, because honestly, in my opinion, Mickey is just an an attention beep. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of Mickey. He's he gets it all. He's perfect. He has no flaws. He gets on my last nerves. To be really honest. Really? So t- tell me more about that. Where does where is this coming? Mickey's from? a poster child. Right. He literally, Walt made him, he voiced him, he threw him up there for the world to see, and now he's literally going to sell him his whole self for millions and billions and billions and billions. And guess what? Mickey has no personality other than, I'm perfect in every way, and I'm best friends with everyone. (laughs) So Mickey can go somewhere else, and the the real people in the real world are going to chill with Daisy and Goofy and Donald because they're showing real-life emotions. This is uh, this is interesting. It's not what everyone wants to hear most of the time, but it's what mm-hmm. they need to hear. I understand that. I get, and I appreciate that. Listen, why do you know why Donald is always as frustrating and easily angered as he go, as he is? Do you know why? Disrespect. It's because he was he has PTSD for being in the Navy. Oh. I didn't know that. That's why he is that's wearing why, a sailor's costume. It says he, he has PTSD, and that's why he's a, he was a sailor. He was in the Navy. Interesting. And he has awful PTSD, and that's why they've created his character to be so aggressive and so ill-tempered. I didn't realize Donald had that kind of backstory. He came out during, um, I want to say, don't quote me if I'm wrong, was it World War II when they first created his character? I don't know. You're the Disney guy. That's why we're oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm talking to myself here. That's what I oh, okay. often do. I got you. I got yeah, you. it was World War II when they first created his character because – Fun fact, this year, in case you guys didn't know, is 100th, 100th celebration of the Walt Disney Company. Since Disney was created as a brand. A century, huh? Mm-hmm. This year becomes a century. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't so know it's that. A very, it's a huge year. We had the Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary celebration going on until March 30th of this year. We. I like how you're saying we. We're all part of it. Right. We're all, I mean... You literally are, like, you, you technically, you may or may not have went and got a part-time job. At a certain location owned by Disney, just so that you could regain your discounts. Can you confirm or deny that? I cannot confirm nor deny that. However, I can confirm that I may have gotten a part-time job at a certain um, retail establishment in order to bring back the quote-unquote magic that has been lost. Right. From you, Bob Paycheck, in case you can hear me. In case you can hear this, Bob Chapek, Paycheck, as we've coined you, <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed of what he did to to Star Wars. Well, allegedly. Like, there's a list. And, and Marvel, allegedly. Before we go any further, I think it's very important that we acknowledge... Did you say further? Further. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Before we go any further... I think it is important that we acknowledge the third person in the room who's not saying anything, but he is currently taking a break and relaxing in the corner. And he stopped chewing his gum. Big shout out to our main man, Shane, the living legend. Local hero. Yeah. Saved 14 cats out of 14 different trees within the past, within the past two years. I don't think I don't know if y'all know this about Shane. Shane is an absolute mathematician wizard. Shane Knuckles is the only person in his graduating class to have taken statistics twice and gotten a B minus in both cases. Is that true? Or did you just make that up? <laughs> yeah, you can't cuss on the air. Sorry, bud. Um, <laughs> I got it on the public records online. Okay. Well, 
Hey, congratulations, Shane. Thanks for being here. We love you. You're the man. He's always so supportive. He is supportive. Shane's the man. Uh, back to Disney. So, you're not a huge fan of Mickey Mouse. I'm not. He's nothing's wrong with him. He's just he's basic. There's nothing special about him. All right. So, if you're gonna take Mickey, who I mean, the ears, he's the face of Disney. Right. Yep. You see all these little kids running yep. around with the Mickey Mouse ears on their head. And anytime you see anybody that wears a hat like that, you're like, hey, your, your hat looks like it's Mickey Mouse ears. You take Mickey out of the – he's no longer the face of Disney. Who do you replace him with? I mean, you can't. I mean, you – But if you had to choose one Disney character of all time. One Di- – Come on. You even know what kind of question that is. This is, this is, this is a grown-up – Grown up man. So is this show. me I'm need you, asking? I need you to put on your big boy. Is panties. this who? But my question is, is this like who I'm replacing? My thinking about the market, how they're going to react to it, my thinking about anything like that, or who I think would best represent? Best represent the Disney organization. I think I have an answer that might might surprise you, but I, w- I want you. One character to rule them all. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Olaf. <laughs> You're, Olaf, the snowman? The high snowman? Well, okay. I'm sorry. That came out aggressive. I apologize. I see the look on your face. You also gave me about You're hurt. 25 seconds to respond. <laughs> and there's literally about 13,000 different options that I'm going through in my head right now. Let's not pretend like you ain't thought about this before. As much as I have never, as much I hate and disdain say. that you just showed for the rat a few minutes ago. Okay, not hate disdain. He's just an attention whore. Right, okay. Like, that's it. Like, but nothing's you wrong with him. You haven't thought about taking him out and replacing him. No, ever. because you, cause you'd have to remarket and recreate the entire company. But they have all the money. They've got plenty of time, plenty of didn't say they didn't, situations to do that. I mean, I mean, okay, so, okay, okay, Olaf, I'm not here to judge. Why, I mean, Olaf? and I might even change that. Why the reason Olaf? I went, chose him was because, one, he's very likable. He is. He's very 100%. lovable. And that's, that's what you have to have. Or you have to have a piece like that. You have to have a character who can really attract. Right, right. Two, he's entertaining. He is that. Everything, every part about him, like, brings a smile to your face and causes you to come and constantly come back and wanting more. And number three, you his franchise know. got a lot of money. Lots of money. And yeah. at the end of the day, we love Magic Wheel, but Walt loves money more. Yeah, my uh, my children often are caught screaming the lyrics to "Let It Go." So, and not saying that I would like to see it happen, but I think it'd be the most practical thing. If I was a CEO, I'd probably try to do someone like that, or a character from The Lion King. Okay, see, I I was gonna say Simba, but I, I didn't want to. I was, uh, I mean, I was shocked when you said Olaf. I thought we might get a Lion King reference. I thought we might get. Uh, one of the Dis- Disney princesses. No. no. Um, Actually, if I could just, and I know this is your show. Go ahead. But it's just hit me. I'm going to take back everything I just said. And I'm going to tell you exactly who I think the main character of it should be. Let's go. It's obviously the genie from Aladdin. Ooh, Robin Williams. He's a legend. Mm-hmm. He's a best friend for everyone. That's right. He can literally come through when no one else does. Absolutely. And he fits into the theme of every single Disney park, regardless. Shoot, he already even even though we hate Genie Plus, Bob Paycheck, help you hear that. Still, the Genie literally is on the face of 
so many things. He is woven into the veins and DNA of who the Walt, Com- Walt Disney Company is. Right. And I don't think you could go any way that would go wrong. That wouldn't make sense with him. Do you do you hate the Will Smith version of Genie? Hate? No, not at all. Do you like the Will Smith version of Genie? Also, not at all. Gotcha. All right. He did what he was hired to do. Right. Casted to do. Um, I don't blame any actor or actress for what they do in different films because I mean they're just they're doing the job they're hired for. They're doing what they're told. Exactly. Yeah. So, do I blame Will for that? Absolutely not. Hmm. Do I blame the director, producer, and Disney for creating the movie in the way it was, trying to be relevant and then doing a poor execution of that? Three thousand percent. Exactly three thousand percent. Um. I would have chosen Jiminy Cricket. I did. He did cross my mind. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not saying it'd be cool. He crossed my mind. The only reason I chose not, mm-hmm. I didn't choose him or Blueberry, is because he's so, unfortunately, today's world, he's so not well known that right. so many people would have no clue who he even was. And that's the only reason I didn't. But he actually was like a third character that crossed my mind because he is. He's been a vital part since the beginning. Right. But if he he's very iconic for my generation, but kids today have no idea who Jiminy is, let alone a conscience. Just look, watch TV for five minutes, you'll see there's no conscience anywhere. <laughs> what is <laughs> what is a deep cut Disney movie that um I don't know that you might be a huge fan of that some people may not think to you know list up there with the Cinderella's, the Snow White's, the Beauty and the Beast, you know. What's so oh, easy? Go ahead. One of my top five favorites of all time, Oliver and Company. Oh, yeah. Underrated as far as it goes. So many don't even understand that it even exists, let alone the beauty it entails and carries and releases into your body when you watch it. Music. I mean, beyond. We talk about the legend. The Why icon. should I worry? Why should I The icon. It? Billy Joel, man. Thank you. And you know what else? Fun <laughs> fact, people, a lot of people don't know this, is that Georgette, for those of you that have seen it, the lead anti-hero, <laughs> is yeah. actually Bette Midler. No kidding. Bette Midler has played and so has done so much work with Disney way before Hocus Pocus. Right. And for all these movies, she's done so much work, voice acting work in animation movies um, and series and also... She did the 90s cover of God Help Me Outcast by Hunchback of Notre Dame. When they, in the 90s, as you all know, for all of you 90s babies, you remember at the credits, you hear Celine Dion going with Beauty and the Beast. You Mm. hear um, All for One singing the Mulan soundtrack. Like, there's a lot going on. But Ben Mittler actually sings God Bless the Outcast from Hunchback of Notre Dame. So, fun fact for you guys. I did not know that. Yep. That's why you're on the show. Listen. I don't know it all, but I know enough. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. All right. Uh, top three Disney movies all time. Oh, my gosh. Come on. In no particular order. Okay. In no particular order. Oliver and Company. Just go ahead and put that in okay. there. Hands down. And when I say this, it's going to bring a shock to many of you, but here it comes. Meet the Robinsons. Oh, my God. Okay. Have you seen top, it? Top three. I have, yes. I mean, it's been a minute. It's a good movie. Uh, 
Top three. All time. Meet the Robins. Okay. Actually, I'm going to take that one out. You're going to take it back? It's, a, it's like number four because it really, no, I, I really do love it. I'm, I'm not here to be peer pressure. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just. Oh, I, I don't feel pressure at all. Okay. I pressure on myself. But Oliver and Company, The Lion King, mm-hmm. Hercules. Those are good. Those are three good ones. Out of the classics. I mean, honestly, I could sit here all day and go back and forth with the literal hundreds of Disney movies that they've released since their company was right. created 100 years ago. But we wouldn't scratch the surface. Uh, I mean, Oliver and Company, Lion King, and what, Tarzan? Ta- up there as far as scores? I mean, Three Legends. Come out scores? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Tarzan's soundtrack. Phil, Phil, Phil Collins, Collins did that for us. He did do that he for us. He did that for us. That wasn't for anyone else. <laughs> it was for us. He went that hard for us. My dad used to say that he thought Phil Collins was the Antichrist. And if you ask, <laughs> and if you ask him why, he'd be like, I don't know. He just kind of looks like it. <laughs> Well, I'm going to... I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> I could just say that I hope that's not the case. Yeah. That's about all I can say for I that. I don't think so. Not at this point. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, because Phil Collins, if you... Beyond Tarzan, he's done scores for several movies. Yeah. Yes. He's, so, he's a legend and quite phenomenal. Um, So, you have been to Disney World quite a few times uh, this year so far. I'm just playing. I actually haven't been this year, being really honest. You've only been one. You've been once this year so far, haven't you? Oh, I did go there two weeks ago, didn't I? You did. <laughs> I remember you requesting the time off to go. Yeah. Forget. I thought that was back in. No. Yeah, it was a weeks ago. Uh, I know you usually run in the marathon. Half marathon Half and marathon. 10K. And 10K. Yeah. Well, is that once a year, right? Mm-hmm. It's in the Wine and Dine um, run Disney Wine and Dine event, which is happening mm-hmm. in November, early first weekend, typically. Shout out! There you go. Sponsor me, Disney. Who'd you dress up as when you ran? So for this year, for the 10K, mm-hmm. I ran as Powerline. Mm. Had a friend help me make a cool shirt with that Black Adam, not Great the movie. terrible DC movie, but the Black Adam image on my yellow running shirt. So I fit the Disney bounding very well. Shane's trying to sneak out. We're just gonna. He's finished. He's finished watching his TikToks. Pause here for a minute. Here he goes. Bye, Shane. Thanks for hanging out with us. Chew his gum. Appreciate it. Keep chewing, my guy. They can hear your gum. Chew over there. All right. Salute. He says salute. Bye, Shane. Um. And for the half marathon, I went as um, vacation genie. I wish that you could have gone with us to. fanboy expo this past year that one of the first people that i ran into when we got signed in and stuff and got inside the building was a guy dressed up as powerline and it was awesome i mean it's probably it's arguably it was probably the best costume there it's pretty fun. i believe that it's, he's iconic love powerline he's one of those that he's not big enough to where everyone's gonna be, yeah. be him all the time but when you see him you see him <laughs> yes when you see him, you do see him, and and whoever, sit for a minute. and whoever's around him, you see mm-hmm. them too. You don't take away the moment. And if you're lucky, he'll see you. Well, he does sometimes, but that's after their training order. Um, mm, okay. Yeah. But no, absolutely. So, I'm going to Disney for the first time, right? Let's let's hypothetically speaking, I've been to Disney, but I'm going to Disney for the first time. Mm-hmm. What parks 
do I have to go to no matter what? I've got three days that I'm available to me. What parks do I have to see and spend? I got to spend time there. It's not like a pass through. You need, you've got to spend a day at this park. So you're basically you're asking me to, which park do you skip? Yeah, which parks? Because there's four. Skip? There's four parks. Yeah, which which park am I skipping? Well, the answer is you don't skip one. You do a park hopper option and you spend a half day in one and a half day in the other. Okay, all right. But what's one that I have to I have to go to no matter what? Well, Magic Kingdom. It's it's iconic. It's yeah. if you don't if you go to Disney World and you don't go to Magic Kingdom. You're psycho. Nothing else will make sense. Gotcha. It's honestly, it's the standard. It's the orientation to the world of magic. Hmm. It's the part where you go in, walking down Main Street, smelling the fresh confectionery, baked goods, rumbling through your nostrils. Right. Diving into some processed cheese dip with a Mickey face-shaped pretzel. Yeah. Watching a castle show with Goofy and Minnie and the Fab Five tearing yeah. it up on Let's stage. Go. It's just what sets the tone for the whole rest of the time. You have to start with it. Because then you go in it through. It feels magical. You walk through every land. Adventureland, Frontierland, Fantasyland, Tomorrowland, in that order. In that order. That's the order. You st- I mean, you always start left. You don't ever gotcha. go right. Don't ever go right? Don't always go left. Right. Okay. You never start with Tomorrowland. If you do that, you're a psychopath. Mm. I'm doing this because I love you and I care about yeah. you. So I think I might have to go right if I ever go again, just because you said that. You've been warned. Okay. You've been warned. So you um, gotta go there. Yes, absolutely. It's get it has everything, parades, stage shows. It's the pinnacle. It is the moment where life stops, but it also begins. Right. Why is that funny? <laughs> I don't know. It's not. I apologize. Don't don't apologize to me. I, yeah, I, mean, to I felt like I had to. You you looked hurt when I when I chuckled. There, That's just so. my face. It's, it's born oh, that okay. way. Yeah. It's always it always looks hurt. Is that what you're saying? Yes, my therapist said so. <sighs> oh, okay. she's great. But um, moving on from Magic Kingdom, after you go through, experience all the lands, mm-hmm. meeting the characters, eating Mickey pretzels, shoving churros down your throat. I actually was funny uh, when I was there last. This had been about a year before I met Katie. Uh, we went literally spent no time in Magic Kingdom until the very end of the day. We all rushed over to watch the laser show, the fireworks, all that good stuff. And I was giving a free I was given a free pretzel from a vendor there. And a uh, person that was with us slapped it out of my hands and said, Don't eat that. You don't know where it's been. I don't know how you, I don't know if you know how I feel about pretzels, but Did you say that the vendor gave you a free pretzel? Yeah. It's like the end and of the evening we were yeah. leaving. They were like, hey, we're going to toss these. You want a free pretzel? And I was like, absolutely, I'll take a free pretzel. And that person that and, you were with. And another person that was with us, we were a group of like 15 or so. And one of the adults there reached over and slapped it up my hand and said, you don't know where that's been. How old were you? 21. <laughs> old enough to slap her back. For that's what I'm waiting for. Hands. You had yeah. every right to Probably slap Probably could have got back. away with it too because... There's a lot of people there. It could have been anybody. You know what I mean? Very much so. Well, that's just a perfect way to show that Dizzy Magic arises and declines with the ignorance (laughs) of our nation. Yeah. It's a deep statement there, David. I didn't choose it. It chose me. It it did choose you. My heart goes out to you for experiencing that. I don't know how I would have recovered. 
Yeah, I, I'll, I'm fine. I did, I did okay. Now this was before Star Wars Land, Galaxy's Edge was even thought of oh, yeah. at that at that point even own we weren't even really sure that there was a star wars movie coming at that point we didn't know force awakens was not out yet uh so we i was a big star wars nerd but did not know all the goodness that was potentially ahead that we were even going to get a star wars movie and then what would end up being some good things and then some very stinky things right but the thought right. of a star a park devoted to my favorite property just that that thought i never even really entertained that because i didn't think that was possible and now it's here i have not been able to go because i have younger children and it just seems more like torture than fun to take small children there but you have been to galaxy's edge i have i have been on multiple occasions um multiple occasions i grew up in I mean, I was a 90s baby. I grew up, I was born in 93. So mm-hmm. when Star Wars, when at the pinnacle of Star Wars, my older siblings were the ones that were like thriving with it. Had all the posters. Right. They had everything. So I remember growing up seeing um, Carrie Fisher mm. and Mark Hamill and seeing all of them in their prime. Yeah. And so when I saw that, my expectations were... Honestly, I didn't even know what to expect when they said, oh, we're going to create, create Gal- this Star Wars land place and call it Galaxy's Edge. And I thought, okay, this could be an incredible experience. Yeah. Or it could be absolutely... Terrifying. Horrifying mm-hmm. to the Lucas name. And I can honestly say that of all my fears did not come true. They had not come to pass. And Disney, for what it was, for what they have to use, for the tools they have in their belt, they did, they did very well with it. Yeah, it they, looks amazing. They, you go in, and even from the entrance of going into, it's like you're transitioning from one land to the next, and then all yeah. of a sudden, you're immersing yourself into an experience where cast members aren't saying "Hello, princess," "Hello, prince," "Have a magical day," but mm-hmm. they. They, they know the lingo. They know the verbiage. Like, yeah. you can't ask them about anything else other than Star Wars because they will have no idea what you're talking about because as, as far as they know, they're on Tatooine and that planet. Yeah. And I, my, I'm just... I'm so jealous. Well, don't... You, your time is coming. Uh, it's coming, but... It's coming. And listen, when it comes, it's going to be... It's going to be a magical thing for you. It's going to be a supernatural experience going to Oga's Cantina. Oga's Cantina. Getting a few drinks, get some blue at the milk. Bar, get some chalky blue milk. My uh, my sister and brother in law uh, went there on their honeymoon, and uh, Candace and Mauricio. Yes, code names, and uh, they brought me back a dark saber, and it's quite phenomenal. That is the white one that uh, you brought in to the office. The that resembled an energy sword from Halo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's all. I, when I first saw it, that's all I could think about was this is the energy sword from Halo too. Yeah, and, uh, and then of course my good buddy David, being you, uh, I can always count on some cool gifts when you come come back from Disney, including this really bad A holocron that's sitting right over here next to me on my on my desk that it's got a brand new crystal in it from your most recent trip. This is true, and it's pretty dope. Bribery is the long lost fruit of the spirit. Yes, it is. It is. It's top three fruits, fruits of the spirit. Absolutely. 
Um, so we're we're closing in on half an hour here. Time flies when you're having fun. I've had a great and time. Really, all we've done is just talk about how, you know, all the things that you're obsessed with with Disney, all the things that make Disney happy happy to you, or makes you happy. I forgot how to speak. Uh, your vehicle is named Genie. Yes, license plate and all. Yeah, I'm assuming your house. I've never been to your house. Is your house covered in Disney? Believe it or not, it is not covered in Disney. Yeah. It is inspired, inspired with Disney. Inspired. I like that. Inspired. You have some pretty impressive throwback hats and t-shirts and stuff, too, that you rock Thank here you. often. What is your most prized clothing possession from Disney? Honestly, if I had to pick one item that is my most prized possession, it would probably be my Magic Kingdom Letterman that was recently released from the Vault Collection from Disney. It was released last year from over, what, 60 years? They brought um, original artwork back out and printed it on Letterman's and sewn it on. So you've got like original Magic Kingdom-esque Letterman that looked like it came straight out of 1962. I like that. And so that's probably one of my prized possessions, that one. And then my go-to is my my Mickey white silhouette Nike dry fit hat that I wear everywhere. I even actually have a they, – they changed their style and made it to gray. And so I bought one online that was still <laughs> white because it looks so much better. And it's being preserved right now as we speak in my closet. Until, preserved? Yes. I mean it's laying on the floor? No, it's wrapped in plastic in my mm. – Closets, and so until this one that I currently am wearing gives out, that the new one shall come and rise. Interesting. Well, let's just say this because we've talked about some cool stuff. Hey, look, Tanner's here. Say hi, Tanner. We, I mean, we were having a pretty good break here, so we were. Yeah, I, break time's almost over. We're only allowed thirty minutes, so that's true. I think I know the boss, so so maybe we can have like a forty-five second extension here. Well, while you. Well, go ahead. Well, this is one thing, and I know we're about to wrap this up, and so, but I just feel like it's important that people know that. Do the anyone actually know the reason why they created a movie called Frozen and why they named it Frozen? Aren't they like the long lost sisters of Tarzan? Well, that that's definitely a conspiracy and a theory that people created a theory which there. I actually I'm, I'm fine with it I, I agree with it. it they want to do that that Thanks. way with it I am Thanks completely in support yeah. but I really meant just the title of the movie why they called it Frozen why why is that it's because of that fact because there's a deep 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 very deep many years deep conspiracy of Walt Disney's body being frozen <laughs> yes so when you Sorry, google you can it's fine you can okay, lie alright okay. But when you so when you Google Frozen Disney Disney's Frozen, all you would ever see come up unless you fish through millions and millions and millions of Google is the responses is just the movie. And it was their way of covering up what we I say we as a whole yeah. are soon to be discovering because we do believe that his body has been preserved. He's there. By he's, some there's some psychotic the family somewhere who's actually done this and they've captured his body and they're fr- and it's frozen and it's that's a, why Disney's frozen. It's in the castle. Right. One can only hope. Yeah. Well, before we go, uh, this has been fun. We have to do this more often. I've had a good time. 
I, I thoroughly enjoyed my time here. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about details, things you like about Disney, but what what is it that keeps you coming back to Disney, keeps you coming back to the properties, keeps you obsessed? To It helps you look past all the, the political crap and stuff that sometimes gets lost or sometimes cover covers up all the good things and the magic. What is it that keeps you coming back to the property there, sweet Dave? <laughs> It would honestly have to be remembering all of the emotional connections I have to it, mainly to the people that I've met there. Hmm. And which, and I don't, I'm sure if I do get invited back, then I'll share some of my experiences when I worked in the parks and I worked there. But the Disney parks and Disney wouldn't be nearly what it is to me if I didn't get to go back and revisit old friends, revisit old memories, if I didn't walk through and have flashbacks to 10 years ago when I was dancing through the streets and this and that and the other. So it's probably the people. It's the cat. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed part one. Stay tuned for part two that will drop Saturday. Uh, Listen, this has been fun. I think we're going to dive a little bit more into his time at Disney World, get some juicy behind-the-scenes stories. Uh, yeah, this, is, this, this has been fun. Uh, anyway, remember, next week, next Thursday, Season 2 launches Thursday, 6 p.m. Tell your friends. I'm hearing rumblings that we might be announcing a special giveaway. Stay tuned for that. But, hey, thank you so much for listening. As always, it is an honor tell your friends share it with your friends your family those that you love and maybe even those that you that you can't stand too much and uh yeah anyway love you guys have a great day peace love and chicken